0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at choosewood.com.
1: This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Today is officially my one-year anniversary of hosting this show. (laughs) On December 1st, 2022, when I took the host mic live on the air, it was my first time ever to do so and it's easily been one of the most fun exciting and rewarding things i've had the privilege to do so i don't want to miss out on this unique opportunity to say a huge thank you for tuning in over the last year for sending notes of encouragement and for sharing anecdotes about conversations you've enjoyed on the show Uh, and with others who then become part of this engaged community. I can't wait to bring you more and to continue working with the best damn producing team and public radio station I could ever dream up. And now to our show. In Madison County, Illinois, there's a group of 12th graders from different schools who spend afternoons off campus. They're not playing hooky. It's quite the opposite, actually. These are high school seniors with disabilities who are part of a program that's meant to help them build skills for work and life after they graduate. STLPR's Metro East reporter Will Bowers spoke with school and community leaders about this apprenticeship-based program for a story published earlier this week, and he joins us now. Will, thanks so much for coming on the show again.
0: Yeah, happy to be here, and congrats on the anniversary. Thank you. So let's get an
1: overview of this program. Um, How is it that this program started, Will, and what are the entities that are involved
0: yeah, so this program started back in January of 22, and it's now in its third year, um, and it's for s- students with disabilities, right, so that could be students with autism, Down syndrome, a learning disability, a health impairment, and uh, Madison County's Department of Employment and Training and the public school in Collinsville kind of came up with the program. So seniors go to school in the morning, and they essentially get a part-time job in the afternoon, and uh, the school and the county would help arrange them, and if they graduate, they get a Certificate from the U.S. Department of Labor that they could take with them wherever they go. So there's those people are or those entities are involved, and um, it's kind of expanded to. So the city of Council would have some some students. Edwardsville has some students uh, with Madison County Transit, which operates the bike paths um, and buses and things like that all mm-hmm. in the area. Uh, there's a student in Bethalto who works at WestStar Aviation, which is a, a private company at the little airport up there, and there could be some students in Granite City.
1: Mm -hmm. So this is a a program that is being developed to have some community and even regional benefit, right?
0: Yeah. So the whole idea was how can we get these students work experience so that when they graduate high school, they have solid skills and they would also have some work experience on their resume that they could take to an employer to say, hey, I can, I can do this job. Um, And another way to think about it is that um, people with disabilities have long been overlooked in the workplace, right? Or they have been left out of conversations about diversity, equity and inclusion. And a bonus is, um, what employer right now doesn't need some extra some extra helping hands right now? So mm-hmm. there's kind of a, a bunch of different ways that it can it can help the community or the region.
1: Right. Now Collinsville High School is among the schools in Madison County that are offering this program and seeing some success. So here to talk with us about how it's worked at the school level, we have Kathy Kalupka. Kathy teaches special education at Collinsville High and directs the STEP co-op program there. Kathy, why Welcome to the program.
2: Thank you so much, Elaine, and congratulations <laughs> on your one you. year.
1: We also have some parent perspective from Carolyn Kramer, whose son is a Collinsville Class of 2023 graduate who participated in the Step and Co-op program. Carolyn, welcome to you as well. Thank you. Now let's hear about the program, sort of from the the school level. How is it, Kathy, that this program came
2: about? Well. I, uh, just to give a little bit of backstory, I started student teaching at Collinsville High School in uh, 2007, 2008, and I met uh, Teresa Rasp, who became my mentor when I started working at the high school, Um, and she was the step coordinator at that time, so I got to work with her and, and learn about that program then. I uh, co-taught for several years, and then when um, um, the, I'm so sorry, uh, mm-hmm. Nikki uh, White was the coordinator. Left, I took over that step program at mm-hmm. that time, and so um, and at that time, Teresa Rasp had also passed away. Um, so then, fast forward to a few years ago, we were approached by um, Aunt, uh, Tony Furman and uh, the Madison County. Um, Uh, employment and training Mm -hmm. and they had this apprenticeship opportunity for our students and so that that's how we became involved. Okay so was it coming together
1: of something that existed previously with people who are who were rallying to get something new maybe and and stronger off the ground. As far as who participates Mm -hmm. in this STEP co-op program Who is it that takes part, and are there certain um, requirements involved?
2: Well, so to be um, part of the STEP program, you need to have an IEP or 504 plan. And uh, to do the, as far as the apprenticeship goes, one thing we did learn in that first year was to make sure that we had students um, matched to their skills and interests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was um, right off the crown. The we had some students that, you know, wanted to work in parks but didn't want to get their hands dirty. Or, right, you know, right.
1: Like and that, that. <laughs> that's an important thing to know. Yes. Carolyn, your son was a participant in the, the STEP co-op program. What were your thoughts about his participating, and were there some reservations that you had?
3: Yes, I was a little bit concerned because it does take time away from the classroom a bit. So having to weigh that and deciding, yes, my son actually began the program and he really liked it. He identified there. He got participation in the high school in a way that he had never received before. So it was part of his identity. And mm-hmm. looking back, I'm glad that we didn't went this route. Right. And
1: having parents be part of these conversations, so IEP is the Individualized Education Plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is it so important, sort of beyond the the things that we would just sort of naturally assume um, for parents to be involved, why is
2: that so key? Well, I think that as as a parent, I can speak that we have plans for our children and, and hopes and dreams that, of what we want them to do. And so for the parents to be able to see their children having autonomy and experiences and enjoying these experiences, they can kind of relax a little and, and see that their, their children are taking control of their lives and are part of that plan now. Mm-hmm.
1: And Carolyn, in terms of what you heard from your son, what were his thoughts about starting this program? Was he
3: interested immediately or were there some things to, to talk through with him? I believe that he was interested immediately. He he wanted to try it. He was interested. He knew he had he would wanted to be able to get some work experience. Mm-hmm. So yes.
1: And how could you tell that it was something he was enjoying?
3: He would talk about work every day after work. He would give me, you know, what he'd volunteer, what he was doing and And it was like, it provided me with a way to talk with him that gave me opportunity to actually like have some teachable moments with him as he experienced life in a new way, you know, being part of a workforce in in having the expectations. And so it was very, he was was very positive about it. He never complained about any of the work that he had to do.
1: Mm -hmm. And what was some of that work that he was doing?
3: Well, he cleaned restrooms, um, he, <laughs> he did the leaf blower, he did uh, mowing the grass, they taught him to use the weed eater and other things, uh, doing the baseball diamonds, things like that. Mm-hmm. And
1: he was initiating conversation.
3: Yes. Okay. Yes. And in terms of
1: what you hear, mm-hmm. um, Kathy, is that reflective of your experience as the, the director of this program and talking with multiple
2: students? Absolutely, and and just to build on on what Carolyn is saying about Brad, uh, I found out too that Brad took initiative to train the new apprenticeship students. Oh, uh, so that was a really neat thing that we didn't even think about in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. So. Um,
1: We'd like to hear a little bit from uh, students who were involved. Mackenzie Walker is a senior at Collinsville High School. She started working in housekeeping at the Gateway Convention Center in Collinsville back in August. Here's how she described what she thinks of her job situation. I am a housekeeper. I make sure this place is all clean, like tables, chairs. Um, normally when there's events, I have to check trash cans, check the bathrooms, make sure there's no water around the sinks, and check toilet paper, stuff like that. It'll give me something to do though whenever I'm out of high school. I'll have a job here, and yeah. Uh, Joseph Sanchez is also part of the apprenticeship program and another Collinsville high senior whom, Will, you met just last week. Joseph's a crew member at the Gateway Convention Center.
0: So, my job is that we we sub events for what's gonna happen at, at gateway to me it's pretty it's like a pretty easy job um then uh, to um like uh there are nice people nice people here. Um I get like I get paid very well. And it's a pretty pretty good job.
1: So I can attest, even as someone who's on the radio, as <laughs> my whole job, that it can be hard to answer questions when there's a, a mic in front of you. So Kathy, you were saying that you hear some things from your students about how they're benefiting, um, what it is they are enjoying, what they're taking from it. Are there other things that they maybe don't say, but you observe in them um, when there isn't a reporter and his recording gear in front of them?
2: Absolutely. I have uh, a couple different students that um, before. The, my class, I knew them, you know, as as sophomores and uh, juniors, and uh, you know, not really having, not really caring about school, not really knowing what they're going to do next, and then um, became part of this apprenticeship. And one works, I, 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 I don't want to. Uh, he still works for the parks department, mm-hmm. and I mean, he works hard every day and has found his purpose. Yeah, he loves, you know, really loves working there um and then another student who who did the apprenticeship program um but did not complete the the program and get the certificate however i've seen uh, her working in the community and happily working in, and tells me that she learned so much from the program even without the, you know the certificate yeah. so and what is it that is necessary for completion so, they do have to um, have the skill, there's a skill set that they have to meet, and they have to uh, go the entire year, so from August to August. Mm-hmm. And so a few of the students weren't able to do that. Okay, that's quite a commitment, though. It is. It
1: is. We're talking about a program in Madison County, Illinois, that preps high school seniors with disabilities for the transition to life after graduation. And Collinsville High School is one of the participating schools. Our guests today are Kathy Kalupa, Collinsville High School special education teacher and STEP co-op coordinator. We also have Carolyn Kramer, who's the parent of a Class of 2023 Collinsville and co-op program graduate, and with Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio Metro East reporter. So Mackenzie had mentioned that she's interested in keeping her job after graduating. And Carolyn, your son was able to keep his job after graduation, right? Yes. Yeah. Tell us about about what that was like. Was it something that he really wanted to do? And where is he with that job now?
3: Well, actually, he thought he would be focusing on college, but I informed him he needed to find another job okay. if he wasn't going to do the parks. And so he was very happy and asked if he could stay on. So mm-hmm. they were very nice and said, sure, we would love to have you. So right now, he has just been laid off, which mm-hmm. has been, you know, he, he was really sad to have that happen. But it's part of life, and he's mm-hmm. currently looking for a new employment, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of him to keep seeking and finding that. Right. So— th-
1: As far as transition goes, we're not just talking about the transition from high school graduation to what comes after. It's also the other transitions that come along as well.
3: Yes, Mm -hmm. definitely. And his looking for
1: another job, um, is he looking for something that is similar to what he was doing with Parks and Rec or something that's a little different?
3: I think he's looking for similar type work. He needs to be active, really, and so definitely he has two possible jobs. I think being uh, washing big rigs—that's an active job, so oh, that would right. be <laughs> and and another one as well. So we're hope, hopeful he'll he'll hear from them. But mm-hmm. his plan is to return to the parks in the springtime.
2: He would really like to do that
3: if possible.
1: Yeah, you're smiling, Kathy.
2: I am. Why is that? Oh, because I just think it is interesting. Um, So, and I think it's true with anybody, but especially with our students with disabilities, we can tell them things, we can show them things, but until they really experience... Things, they aren't going to, it's not going to click for them. It's, you know, it's 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 really important for them to be able to experience these things. And so, like, being laid off, um, I had another student who broke his leg on the job and had oh, to do wow. workers' comp. Mm-hmm. That student's the same one that's working constantly every day, you know. So there's, there are these experiences that we can't teach. Mm-hmm. They have to be experienced. Right. So.
1: There are some lessons, Will, that were learned that you heard about from those who are sort of outside the the school situation, what is it that they they talked with you about? What learnings have come out of the experience so far for them? Yeah, sure.
0: And, and Kathy could speak to this too. Uh, the first year was kind of an experiment. Is mm-hmm. that is that fair to say? Yes. It was the first time that anyone had done it. So there were six students and only one of six completed the program. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the the nice part about looking back and figuring out hey, here's where we went wrong. Here's what we need to improve. And the, and the big solution was getting everyone in the same room, the employer, the employees, the school, the county, and laying out, here are all the details that we need to go. Here are the expectations. Here's how we would like you to, to do this job. And then how can we help you, the students, succeed in that job? Mm-hmm.
1: And who pays for this? Where does the money for this program come from?
0: Kathy, help me out here. Yeah, if I'm remembering correctly, it
2: Madison County and
0: They they assist, and yes. it's kind of a graduated program where if the yes. student were to take on work after the program, they would transition to the the employer would would take on that full mm-hmm. responsibility. Am I, am I remembering yeah, this right? And I
2: think it's half and half. So I think that the employers pay, and then Madison County to, uh, Training and Employment cut a check for that half.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Speaking of cutting checks, Carolyn, when we talked about what it was like for your son to bring home a a paycheck, he's making
3: independent decisions about what to do with that, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) He, He likes to spend it on fast food. So, yes, he does. He's very happy. Um, but it is a, a great thing for him to have that much. I mean, he made very good money through this. It was, it was good salad, good wages, and he accumulated money, and now he has decisions to make with it. So, you know, of course, there's fast food, but also investing and mm-hmm. in, in other things, tithing, things we do together. So mm-hmm. it's a good good experience that way.
1: Yeah, Kathy, we talked in the, the green room a little bit about the employer side mm-hmm. and what it is uh, has come out of the last several years and what lessons there are for employers talk with us
2: a little bit about that right so just like uh, will was saying in that first year it was there was a, a big learning curve and we and we learned so much about what to do and what not to do um, but a big part of that is being able to train employers in in working with students with disabilities a lot of times um, there they're so hesitant to, to do that and, and worried about them getting hurt and, and those kinds of things. So it's really important to make sure that they receive that proper training to be able to work with, with students mm-hmm. with disabilities or anyone with a disability. Right, right.
1: <laughs> and what is it that, they, that you learned not to do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, um, that's a great question. Right. Uh, like we kind of talked about, making sure the students were interested in the jobs that they wanted to do mm-hmm. is a big part of it. So don't, you know, and and that um, parent involvement. I mean, the parents were involved that that first round, but um, we having the meetings with everyone in the same room was the biggest the help biggest for thing, us, right?
1: Yeah. So let's talk about sort of the outlook beyond. Kathy, what has community response to Will's story, which was published just this week, it's at stlpr.org,
2: what's the response been like? Well, a a few people have reached out for me I haven't even talked to in years, and and one of them actually works for the Gateway Gateway Grizzlies and talked about maybe a partnership with them. Mm -hmm. And so that opportunity is is very exciting. Right, right.
1: And how many uh, employers – roughly are you working with now?
2: Oh, well, uh, so I have right now I have 30 kids in my uh, step co-op program and about 15 of them are employed. Mm -hmm. Um, So local fast food restaurants, um, you know, aside from Gateway, City of Collinsville and parks and streets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And, you know, this was an experiment, which Will, you mentioned, but the turnaround from idea to implementation, and we're talking about like bureaucracy as well, this program got started fairly
2: quickly. Why do you think it was so well received? I think that, especially in our community, um, we work with some really great people uh, at, at the city of Collinsville, um, at my school district. I um, couldn't do my job without um, our the step director, uh, Paula Bradford, and the ROE team there. As well, so Mm -hmm. just that coming together and all hands on deck approach.
1: Will, you talked with these leaders who have some pretty lofty hopes for replicating the program elsewhere. What did they tell you about that?
0: Yeah, sure. The program is working well enough from the perspective of Madison County's Department of Employment and Training that they're talking to expansion to other parts of the country that maybe people can copy their model. And so actually – to to the two people who lead Madison County's Department of Employment and Training, and I believe the HR director for the city of Collinsville presented at two pretty big national conferences earlier this fall. One was focused on human resources professionals, another was uh, youth workforce development. Mm-hmm. So they were sharing this idea, hoping that you know, hey, this is working for us. Here's how you guys could possibly bring this into your your city, your your county, your your state, if you would like.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's sort of at this level of Uh, there's the community, there's the region, there's potential nationally for this to be implemented. And Carolyn, for you, this is a a very uh, personal experience, right? Um, As a parent of a a child with disabilities, what is it like to hear that um, your son and your family by extension has been able to uh, to take advantage of this program, which doesn't exist elsewhere.
3: Oh, it is very much uh, a blessing. I'm very fortunate that my son Uh, was able to do this. He has reaped many benefits. I I would say I'm just glad that he had the experience and, you know, he's been able to get some very nice references and personal and, you know, professional uh, letters that were helpful as he progressed through his, his, you know, life and what's happening next. So Mm -hmm. it has been a good experience.
1: Yeah. And hearing what Kathy had said about Your son's actually training people who are younger than him. How does that make you feel?
3: Very proud. Yeah. Very proud.
1: (laughs) Did he tell you about that himself? Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. It's great to hear uh, some affirmation from someone else, too. And finally, why is it that you decided to join our program today and talk about what your experiences have been?
3: Well, having a son, our child with disabilities, it, it, it's amazing. The school really helps you all through your your time when you're trying to raise your child. But then the age of eighteen comes, and it's like, have I prepared him? What can I do? You know, and I look at this as an opportunity to let other parents know that there are benefits to this type of program, may not be fitting for everyone, but for my son, I can see the benefit for it. And I just wanna just reemphasize how important it is to prepare them because 18 comes so fast. Mm-hmm. Life is a breath. Yeah. Well, good luck to your son Thank as he you. searches for
1: his uh, next job. Carolyn Kramer is parent to Collinsville High School graduate who also completed the co-op program just this past spring. Kathy Kaluka is a special education teacher and director of the STEP co-op program at Collinsville High School. And Will Bauer is STLPR's Metro East reporter. Thank you to all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This episode was produced by Elaine
2: Cha.
0: With Aula Kuzis.
2: Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron.
0: Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local
2: artists by using music from Life Creative Group.
1: Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air?